people people like people like games that's fucking outstanding what's up what's up Welcome to episode 60, Trace, of People Like Games. I'm Solo. And I'm Lilo. And as always, you are tuned in to the best damn podcast in the gaming industry. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Pew, pew. Let's go. So we're going to start a little new thing here for our inter-segment between the intro and the plug. And Don't you fucking do it. Don't you fucking say it. <laughs> We're going to be calling this <laughs> What You Playing, baby. Uh, oh, God. That's gross. That's gross. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Lilo very much insisted on keeping that in. So, What You Playing, baby? So, this week, I've been playing a shit ton of Overwatch. I played a trial that we'll get into a little bit later in a little rant I got. And finishing up spider-man what about you what are you playing baby i have been endlessly yeah see it feels good it just rolls off no it's just it just funny. comes out that just feels right like it just like it's just, you gotta throw a baby in at the you end can just cut these cut these sound bites from solo right now Yo, it just shout rolls out to, off it I, just I blame, feels right i blame freestyle see you don't know him but he taught me that and oh, he forced God. me to start saying that he pavloved me but i've been playing red dead which is a endlessly it's endless simultaneously enjoyable and excruciating experience because of its length what chapter i'm on four and i slowly want to just skip out and slowly beat or quickly beat kingdom hearts 2 in the week off i have and so who knows we'll see but without much further ado that's right it's time for a little bit of the plug walk and we'll start off the top with the social channels twitter at people like games is a handle at Lilo PLG if you want to find him. I shall eventually make an account, as I said last week, but I will for sure have it by probably the week after next. <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> if we're being honest, it'll come down. Mm-hmm. It'll 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 happen eventually. That's our hope. It's a tough situation because it's, you have to make the account. You know the situation. Anyway, we also have our subreddit r backslash people like games. Check it out. It's live, it's active, we're moving on it. There is going to be a very special post that will be accompanying this episode's post uh, in regards to a new segment we're doing on February 6th. So be sure to check it out. It is going to be uh, a community source question. So data mining, data mining, data there you mining. Go. And where, do you, where can you find the show? Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Anchor, basically everywhere except Tidal, which we will get to eventually, hopefully, probably. Soon. Who knows? Anywho, that's all I've got for you on this end. Wait, pause. If you are in the New York area, Huntington, Long Island. Plug, 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 plug. January 27th, that's Sunday. It's the People Like Games inaugural Winter Smash. Come through. It's a tourney. There's prizes. We're making this real, so come. You'll be able to meet. Enjoy. Meet the solo. Exactly. Meet the solo, FaceTime with the Lilo, meet the Beezus, because Beezus has been very instrumental in helping us here, too, so shout out to the man. And so, regardless, now, enough of me talking in slow pauses, and (laughs) I'm going to kick it over to Lilo for a little bit of the 
This is the table of contents, baby. It's the talk. Yeah, so uh, with the table of contents, I'll be speeding it up a little bit because I know you're tired of Solo's slow, droning, monotonous voice. Um, table of contents just covers all of what you're expecting this episode. This week of January 23rd, we got the Quickscope for you. Quickscope gives you the rundown of the past week of the gaming news that we think is most important that you should hear. Follow that shit up by Solo's something or another. He's going to be talking about something. Or something else. Whatever. Who I knows? I don't. Actually, <laughs> yeah, right? He never knows what he's talking about, so that's that pretty reasonable. I like that title. Um, normally, I'd follow that up with my game Spotlight, but this week is going to be a game rant. Fuck that shit. We'll get into more of that later. Um, we actually got one rumor for you, so we're bringing it back this week. If we have time, to be honest, that's really what it's going to come down to. If we got time, we'll touch on the rumor. And then we're going to end this shit with the final lap. And this final lap is actually more discussion-based. It's fun. It's going to be enjoyable for us because I actually don't know what Solo's going to say ahead of time when I usually do. It's about our top three favorite gaming mechanics and those other mechanics that we think are instrumental to games. So without further ado, Solo, you got the stick. Let's roll it into Quickscope. And yes, that shot is to initiate this. It is also to mention we do need better phrases than without much further ado. But we shall get to it eventually. As with the Twitter accounts. Holla. People like games. Always moving forward. Always moving forward. Anyway, our first story. Former Heroes of the Storm team has filed a... Or the team Neventic has filed a suit against its ex-owner for unpaid wages. Uh, If you recall, a couple of weeks back, we mentioned how Blizzard had sort of unceremoniously shuttered the entirety of the league with a simple PR message. And this isn't surprising. It is an occurrence that's often happened where team owners don't pay wages and they don't give out earning shares of prizes and then the team disintegrate. And so it's very difficult as a freelance worker, if you've ever been that, to be able to acquire money in some situations, uh, even after you've done your work. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially for these players union. who are young kids. Union. 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 They're kids, a lot of them. And so, tough story. Uh, it's obvious what's going to happen. The ex-owner, James Ross Elliott II, because he should be named. Uh, and it's almost a year of unpaid wages and... They tried to get him for 14 times uh, to do it. Apparently, he owns just $55,000 plus a little bit of interest. So he's probably not going to pay it until a court order forces him to. And then he'll appeal it. So hopefully, the players get paid sooner than later. But what can you do? This is one of the underbelly, you know, one of those underbelly moments that sort of show that esports, like Hollywood, it's a business. And so once you start injecting money into the equation, gaming turns into much more than a passion. You're going to have shitty people. You're going to have shitty people. So have the right people around you. Don't sign contracts without having them read by appropriate measures. Always look into an owner, you know, make sure you can validate someone or something before necessarily jumping into it like that. And when that doesn't work, you know, I hope for the best for the team. To get in their sure. money. That's all I can really say about that one. Hopefully it doesn't happen more, but I have a little fear that it will still happen on the occasion. They're going to prank kids. I think if fucking Overwatch 
the league and the rules are any indication and that's an established sort of league yeah they're gonna do that <laughs> i know this got serious and we started off real serious with this shit but i thought of just when you're saying that i thought of yeah, yeah yeah be sure to read all those contracts you sign when i click agree to every fucking website like do you consent to share your information yeah, without reading that shit and so i'm like we're telling you what to do, but not as we do. And just know, like, yeah, they make it almost impossible to actually read all that shit and understand the jargon. It's just really funny. So um, we're not upset that kids are doing this. They're trying to make money. It's just it's funny. This it is, is the editorial radiance. basis of not starting with the serious, news. serious content. <laughs> 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 all right. I like it. I like it. Uh, rolling into our next article, which doesn't relate at all, and I love it, is uh, we got some statistics for you based on Europe's highest selling games of 2018. Biggest thing to note is that FIFA beat out everybody. I know there was so much hype going into RDR2. Rudder 2 from Solar. And we were super excited. We thought they were going to break so many records, and they did. They broke a couple records. But in Europe specifically, FIFA 19 took the cake. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 was the second best game, second best selling game. Jesus Christ, I couldn't say shit right there. And then uh, finally, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 rounded it out the top three. So what should you glean from this? Well, these games all released in the third or fourth quarter of the year, if you think about it. Uh, FIFA came out in September 28th, 2018. Red Dead Redemption came out on October 28th. And then uh, Black Ops 4 came out on October 12th. There's other games that came out much earlier in the year, and these still took the cake, even though they only had three months until December. That's like shows you sort of the exponential growth or the immediacy of the title and how it can. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just big name titles draw big sales initially, and then they obviously taper off over time. It's craziness. Um, these statistics were gathered by GFK Entertainment and. They got countries all over Europe. I'm not going to really go through all of them. You all understand where the fuck Europe is. Look at the map. But, yeah. That doesn't surprise me that FIFA sells like that in Europe. I'm sure the U.S. has comparable sales in NBA games to what they have in FIFA over there. I don't know, man. We We can find that out. We're going to follow up on that one next week. I'm going to have Leo write this down because I never Honestly, write I down the think, questions yeah, right. I say. <laughs> 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 Leo just about to say, I think you should write them down. I'm like, I'm not going to write shit yeah, down. I'm going gonna, gonna to say this this week, and then next week someone's going to be like, did you say that? I'll be like, prove it. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. What are you talking about? Um, or question. I always answer yeah. my questions, which I ask too often. But now, yeah. speaking of no transitions, let's jump into a little bit of Nintendo and... It's a little bit of a short story. It's actually based on a short interview with a Japanese magazine, Nikon, with the president of Nintendo, Furukawa. And he basically mentioned how the Smash Brothers sale had passed 5 million globally in week one, how it was seeing uh, Switch selling as the fastest software uh, in Nintendo's history. And they also reiterated which is basically the only reason I'm mentioning this, how they see smartphone gaming as a pillar of earnings. Part of me thinks that a lot of this public leaning suddenly and declaring this position is because they feel really confident in what they have with Mario Kart. It can't be any other reason. If they include, like, microtransaction, like, you know, upgrades, etc., it's endless. They have endless monetary capabilities, and for them to come out and say, oh, I really think that 
this is going to be our future when Buying skins the past and, yeah. history of games doesn't necessarily inspire the same you know confidence it shows that they got something in the bag just a side note nintendo's stock has also bounced back because its sales have increased um since the december which doesn't surprise me it didn't have the greatest of year and the cardboard labo box wasn't the greatest thing in the world in terms of consumer and money, 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 smash is big and money. we were just talking about this uh, the other day with or, or last week with nintendo with pokemon or whatever or metroid being delayed into 2019 they basically have a, a game coming out two games lined up to be able to to keep people you know satisfied and keep sales but how are you going to expand your user base nintendo figure it out right 2019 that's their big game by going mobile bum, bum, bum. by going mobile maybe they should take something old school and try to bring it back and maybe they'll get some interest maybe mario kart's that idea Ooh, i like this taking something old school bringing it back relates to this next article because guess who's taking something old school and bringing it back that's right blizzard entertainment is actually it, they're not really taking something old school you obviously know what world of warcraft is one of the biggest fucking games in the world that took the world by storm was our first Fortnite, if you would, uh, for present day fans. Blizzard has introduced a new crowdfunded prize pool for two of their World of Warcraft esports. Okay, and when I say two of their World of Warcraft esports, I mean World of Warcraft currently has two different ways to play esports. One of them is the Arena World Championship. That's where you play 3v3 and it's just a battle to the death with another team. And they do brackets and they do tournaments and they do that kind of situation running around killing everybody normally it'll be one tank one dps and one healer and it's you know it depends on who does what but teams of three fighting each other and then they also have this mythic dungeon competition and uh it's called the mythic dungeon invitational either way blizzard has announced that they are going to follow in the footsteps and not what they publicly announced but they are following the footsteps of other games that have already done crowdfunded prize pools like rainbow six siege last year as well as Dota's main event. I covered it. It's called the International. I told you how they made, every, well, every year they've been making more and more money through the prize pool because the crowdfunded has just increased and increased and increased and all the in-game sales and all the microtransactions, 10% of it goes to this prize pool. It's craziness. It was like $27 million last year. Yeah, Blizzard's trying to capture that and uh, join in the fray. Join in the fray. So I just think it's funny that Blizzard's trying to hop in do something different, change it up. And I wonder if this is because or in lieu of the shakeup. And that's just something I haven't been able to figure out, you know. Blizzard and Activision go hand in hand now, but Activision and Bungie kind of just split. Stock has been tanking. They're down 40% since October of last year. Does it all relate? I don't know. Solo, what are you thinking? You look like you're thinking hard. I, I, I want it. To say initially it seemed like a good idea, but I was looking at it more through the lens of Warcraft, uh, the actual just sort of RTS and how there is a market that is hungry for RTS games. I feel like there's a crossover between tabletop gaming, which is growing, and the same people who play RTS. And so the biggest thing we can do is, I don't know, or the biggest thing Blizzard can do is try to invest in their esports and wow is not it because i don't really see a market for a game like wow i don't know how that sort of works dude it costs too much to get into i totally agree like i just don't think you need to get a character up to like whatever level it is now like 120 or some shit like that 
and then you normally have to have alts too so like other characters with different different classes and different abilities like that's just it's just too big of a bar to jump it's, into it, it's the same money that they would have put or are going to put into all of this while esports revamping I think would have been much better served into Overwatch, to be frankly honest, because I feel like Overwatch, if done correctly, still has the ability to be a pillar of esports, but... Oh, it's getting there. That's unlikely. It's unlikely. We'll find out. One day, I'm going to sit down and play Overwatch again, but... (laughs) Don't tell the Koreans, man. I'm going to jail, bro. (laughs) You are. That's facts. Uh, We're going to get... We're going to hit that... We're going to hit that VPN up and hit up Korea. Right? Oh, yo, sorry about the noises. Solo and I are having some technical difficulties. What you got for us? Rolling next. Yeah, so um, regardless, uh, next up, we have, uh, now that our technical difficulties have ended, because as always, Lilo has... Dude, who's our IT guy, man? We gotta as always, Lilo that has again. issues with that our technical work. Regardless, we're going to move on I'm gonna now. I'm going to call you the spot and... blower upper, bro. You just blow up and everyone's this spot. Is, this every is ninety percent your fault Does that sound because <laughs> mine should be working fine and smooth, and one of us is is not, and that mm. one is not me. So, all the listeners, be sure to at LiloPLG and be like, "Come on, baby." Just say, "Come on, baby." Mr. Butterfree, that, that's over all there he wants to see. Has a short term. That's memory. all he wants to hear. Doesn't remember. Just hit him with that. Come on, week. baby. Doesn't remember but last week. Butterfingers. Regardless. <laughs> Butterfingers. On to our next story, which is actually a follow up of a very old story. That we touched on six months ago, and that was how Bethesda was suing Bethesda. I did it last Bethesda. time too. We're gonna oh, you can go Christ, all the way man. back. Oh, we had the exact <laughs> yeah, conversation, did, and I yelled at you then, man. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I I'm said, "Sorry, everybody." And I We're said, "Tomato, tomato," because we said, "Is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? Is it Aunt or Aunt? Is it caramel or caramel?" Ubisoft. It is. D's nuts, Lilo. It is D's nuts. It's not Bethesda. It's Bethesda. <laughs> I lived in fucking Maryland, uh, man. Bethesda. No Bethesda. one else that's, has that's been cursed to live in Maryland right. for that long. Burn. Burn. Sorry, Maryland fans. Oof, I'm just so kidding. Sad. I love you all. They do crab cakes in football, man. Crab cakes in football. Shout out Colin Kaepernick. That's what Maryland But does. anyway, <laughs> we were talking about how Westwood was... Uh, uh, Westwood. Bethesda was suing Warner Brothers for basically stealing <laughs> uh, their design and code for their mobile game uh, Fallout to be able to create a game for Westworld. When they sued, they forced the company to pull the game from the App Store and Google Play. Now it is official. They say that, of course, they were actually stealing the code and that they have to shut the game down in its entirety. I think the problem with whoever the developer was was that they used the same source code, and this sort of speaks to ongoing legal legislation in the future and how, you know, some base code may overlap just because certain functionalities are needed. And even if the skin is different, can you make the argument that it's still trademark infringement? So it's an interesting case, Um, obviously. The copying was sort of blatant, don't get me wrong, but simultaneously, it just speaks to these sort of rulings are going to be important down the line when they make decisions on IP, etc. So it's a, it's, a, it's a first related to gaming, and so we'll see more, or maybe we we'll, might even touch on some more later in the episode. Ooh, 
Maybe, maybe, but yeah. Solo is always about those lawsuits, and we just got to make sure you're informed because these lawsuits and the results of them, they actually dictate what's going to happen in the gaming industry. So keep listening, okay? I'm, that's the Facts. one plug I'll put for Solo. We're, Otherwise, we're ahead of I kind of tune them out too. Don't worry, I tune them out too. <laughs> there we are. I agree with that. We are ahead of the curve. Now, being ahead of the curve, we got to give you some news. Uh, any of you fans who know about Dark Souls or Bloodborne or the upcoming Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which Sol and I actually have been looking at, uh, should know that Hidetaka Miyazaki, the mastermind who created all of these things, has uh, talked about the other game in the Souls genre. It's called Demon Souls. I actually never heard of it before this. Um, Demon Souls was the first game he ever made, and he actually produced it and created it and was the lead designer, came out in 20, uh, 2009 on PS3 exclusively and has never been released on another console since. There's been chatter that it should be remade and come out on PS4 because every other Souls game is on PS4, but he has made it known that he is open to the idea. However, it still, quote unquote, makes him nervous, all right? So it makes him nervous and I just think it's funny. I had never heard of this before. Dark Souls was my first entry into the Souls series, but apparently Demon's Souls is a fan favorite and people are climbing for this to come back. So Miyazaki, you know, this maybe goes in rumor mill, but he might be working yeah. on this shit in the um, future. It is interesting. I've never played the game. I know it is sort of like a synonym for frustration in a game sometimes, but if that's the case, it is. do not Absolutely. expect me to ever play yes. it. Anyway... On to, <laughs> speaking of frustration, <laughs> exactly. uh, I would like to give a little empathy out to any individual who ever ended up uh, contributing to Machinima because recently it had its entire YouTube library deleted without sort of advanced notification. And that was sort of due to it recently being sold to full screen media and the entire archive was just sort of wiped no saving no it no anything so not really much to touch on with that other than that is sort of fucked up so full screen media that's not cool like what the fuck really at the end of the day a lot of gaming content a lot of gaming content was hosted on that youtube channel like it's an insane amount of content it's been established in the youtube community for the past 10 to 15 years everyone knows the name and then, you know, in recent years, people have started And even to the contributors sense, who lost all like, of that sort of real as, you know, I don't know, I guess that that's their resume. That's their work. Like, you know, that's their life. And so. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And it's gone unless you oh, save that shit, which hopefully you did. Because yeah. Because you should always Seriously. have copies Double copy. Everything. Double copy. So. But now we're going to hit the clip a little bit because we do. We do, do not want to sit you down for an hour and a half. So we're going to move a little fast on this. Next few articles. We are moving faster. I agree. All right. Um, we covered a topic last week talking about how Amazon is getting into the gaming atmosphere and they're trying to become, quote unquote, the Netflix of gaming yet. And Verizon, of course. Know. I was going to I was gonna get there. Jeez. But um, we just want to let you know that my point that Microsoft is already there, Xbox Game Pass, uh, has been corroborated by the Microsoft CEO, Jesus Christ, Satya Nadella. He uh, has just publicly announced that they are in position to start the Netflix for gaming. They're the ones who are leading the pack. They have the Azure um, cloud 
servers and they already have the infrastructure that makes them front of the pack in my opinion so i already know what they're doing we already know what they're doing we cover game pass i think they're the ones that uh lead in my book and followed by probably google and project stream but either way it's interesting this is good for us and i just want to point out the reason why we're covering it is because competition is good Verizon's coming to the game weird nvidia is already out there a little weird too but they make gaming stuff Amazon coming in, awesome, because they're going to drive people like Google and Microsoft to push the limits, which is always going to be good for the consumer. And uh, I agree. That's all I got. And so now well. on to our next subject, which is Tencent, a coin, a coin, a coin. And unfortunately, making all we're going to pause coin. on that coin making because coin. they are not making a lot as of late. And that is because a recent wave of approvals has come in from the Chinese government for games because as we have covered on the show sort of extensively, they have put a, a freeze on approving new games or they put into place sort of, uh, I don't even know what the word would be, verification measures for the age of gamers so that children don't become addicted to gaming. And so uh, now after the first wave of game appro- gaming approvals, Two names are shockingly not among them. Tencent and NetEase, who are two of the three biggest companies in the country, uh, they basically work. They're basically the same company. They're probably just run by the same person, called two companies. They're the same Um, company, but but just different names. The games, they weren't included in any of them. Uh, It's a little surprising to me. Uh, It has seen, or this whole freeze has seen Tencent's stock dip by almost 20%. Uh, or 28% from its peak, and net ease 23%. That's a whole lot of fucking money. That's billions of dollars. Uh, we still do not have a sound cue for losing money, so I'm going to hit you with the... Womp, womp, womp. made it. Hit him with it. And... Uh, Epic. It's a beautiful feeling sometimes. <laughs> you get the right so one. So we'll see where that goes. Someone at Tencent did something that was not good to the government official who is now... Punishing them, so. Dude, they're yeah. just waiting for bribe money, bro. Pay That's the tax, exactly man. They're waiting for bribe money. I'm just calling On it to <laughs> Exactly. Pay that fucking tax, man. All right. Uh, we want to keep it rolling, so I just want to let you know, any of the fans of High res Studios, the guys who made Smite, the guys who also made Paladins that Sol and I highly recommend for the Switch because it's actually kind of dope when you play it. Uh, <laughs> Realm Royales, the Battle Royale that was supposed to be a competitor to Fortnite and PUBG. That kind of shit the bed on PC. It's now being released on open beta for PlayStation Xbox. Check it out. We covered this story about how they started out super hot. They had almost several hundred thousand people playing at the same time. And then literally like a month later, they had 5,000 people or something like that. Just in the thousands of people. So hopefully the consoles bring it back. But Hi-Rez is releasing that. Look for the betas coming out yesterday uh you can go on playstation xbox download off the store and just check it out be part of the process see if you like it and hopefully they can grow a fan base it will grow their fan base bring it to switch now on to our next story get ready for a comeback from the grave that's right if you were a kid (laughs) born in the (laughs) 90s (laughs) with the computer in your childhood you likely had a neopet (laughs) you know and it's coming back in the form of a mobile app slated to be released in the summer. I am not surprised by this because there is a big nostalgia movement. I really think actually a mobile app is a sort of great way to do it because it sort of creates a Tamagotchi for your phone, which I think is a market that still hasn't been tapped on. 
That's it. Yeah. I was literally so, going to say the same thing. Neopets has an opportunity. Thing. Everyone is going to remember it. That nostalgia factor will draw people in like it did Pokemon Go. I wouldn't be surprised that when it comes out, if it's not a smash amongst people and then levels off. So expect Neopets Mobile to be a smash. like that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb with zero knowledge and say that. It's going to yeah. start high and then it's going to go low. It is more kid-friendly yeah, than I'm gonna, I'm curious to see sure. if they, if they maintain that aesthetic where they went to. kids cannot. From where it was at its peak, when in like the MySpace days, to like mm-hmm. where it went to now, where it was sort yeah, of like yeah, a yeah. ABC Family production. I was like, "Who the fuck is selling this shit to? I don't get it." I liked on. <laughs> I, I checked the website out after I saw the announcement. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck?" But regardless, my language aside, on to our next story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, in our plugs, we always push social media we want to be part of the community and and nowadays social media is the way to get get people involved in what you're doing well 2018 was a big year for gaming and gaming tweets in general but in the twitter blog by rishi chanda the company's head of gaming content partnerships for twitter she teased out the most popular games and the players and what they talked about and all that stuff for the year of 2018 so i'm just gonna go through them quick starting in 10th place is final fantasy number nine overwatch Number eight, Super Smash Bros. Number seven, Ensemble Stars. Number six is Grand Blue Fantasy. Number five, PUBG. Four, Splatoon, which fucking surprised me, being above Super Smash and Overwatch and all that shit. Three, Monster Strike. Never heard of it. Two, Fortnite, that we thought, and that's the biggest thing. Fortnite was not fucking king. You know what's king? Fate slash Grand Order. What the fuck is that? It should be noted, though, star on these statistics. This is for Twitter worldwide. So, Fate Grand Order was a huge game in Asia and in Japan specifically, and they must have tweeted about that shit like a billion times because it beat Fortnite. So, yeah. Twitter is showing Fortnite is longer, no longer king. Is the king fallen? Is this like the Mufasa moment? Like Simba fucking and Scar? Not Simba and Scar. Jesus. Mufasa and Scar going down the ravine. Oh, I man. think Don't want to spoil a it. moment just, is uh, opened like I've, we have said often that someone's just waiting for an alternative to Fortnite to materialize and it has shown no indication of materializing on the horizon so we'll wait and see Any, <laughs> anyway <laughs> on to our okay. maybe last story of Quickscope depending on how much time we got left Parliament and uh, is actually going actually playing up Parliament wants your opinion on the links between gambling and gaming and so this is a story that could have gone into solo something or another but solo something or another was explain so where parliament's coming from by parliament, before, uh, before you continue. and parliament. the digital culture media and sports committee in particular has moved towards uh looking at addictive technologies to the public and basically they were looking to see how addictive uh technologies can affect users and one of the things they wanted to look at was the way that digitization had changed people's lives. And they called on all gamers, game designers, and experts uh, to ask whether gaming should be regulated and what makes the UK a world leader in gaming and how can the industry be supported. At Common CMS is the Twitter, if you guys want to check it out. Uh, the Twitter, the tweet is uh, pinned at the top, so it's the first link. It's a very interesting concept. I think that the UK does have the ability to be a leader in esports because we had covered way back when in an article how, or maybe it was in the uh, in the book review how uh, 
the UK ended up missing the console sort of rush. So they ended up being a more PC game oriented culture. And so like even their sales are more intensive in comparison with the US offers. And so uh, it's interesting. It does look into uh, the, or it comes in addition to the scrutiny of loot box microtransactions by the same commission, as well as the gambling commission of the country going to talk to Twitch about streaming unlicensed casino games. So a lot of the cross between gambling and gaming is becoming more pertinent and noticeable to legislators as a whole. And because it's being unregulated... Becoming more public. I'm sure it's about to get regulated. It's almost like someone has been saying for months on end, maybe you should self-regulate before you get (laughs) regulated. Sucks for you... ESRB and what other ever ESA shell company you use to justify your process, but shame and tough shit. So the dominoes. It's domino, man. It's a domino, like you said. They're leading the they're leading the conversation. If you think about it, regulation, they're leading it. And the only devil's advocate quote I throw back at you is like, "Why would I self-regulate myself when I know whatever I do is not going to be good Instead, enough?" You, so you, I'll wait you, for them you to do tell what, what to the, do. But they and did then, in the EU. Yeah, you do something like the Netherlands, where you literally ban a game by threat of criminal punishment. I hear you. I'm just saying, I get why they they won't do it until they're forced to. Makes sense. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this shit up. Let's wrap this shit up with how Microsoft is improving gaming on Windows. Microsoft actually wants your opinion and they're trying to change the way you experience Windows gaming. So if you don't know and you have a PC, Windows gaming is a whole site, a whole section of Windows 10 that you can get to. It's a Windows 10 page. And so right now, they're, Microsoft's trying to solicit ideas and how to improve gaming and how to improve the experience on Windows. The efforts are called the collection, and it's in the collection phase right now. Right now. So it's all a brainstorming idea. We bring this up because it's important for you you listening right now to have your opinions heard. If you have a suggestion, if you want to be part of the community, if you really love games and you have a good idea, this is the type of place where you put forth that idea. Microsoft is going to be huge, okay? Microsoft, rather, you just talked about how Microsoft is trying to be the Netflix of gaming. Your input, you never know, could have an impact on what they do. And it's these types of forums that we encourage you to go and seek out, be active, the same way Seriously. we seek out us there's even people us, who like games like and games. lastly be sure to do your part to help this little known company out of seattle washington called microsoft create the next netflix for gaming <laughs> you never Oof. heard them don't you love like don't you yeah, love you like stories before. like this just up and comers trying to make their mark it's just so heartwarming God. Hey, they're just trying to make sure gaming's Best better. Of it's going to be home, you, telling you. I'd rather have my Microsoft, opinion I than hope you make else's. it without facing another class action. It'll be okay. Antitrust lawsuit. Anyway, dun, dun, and dun, dun, now dun. on to, well, I guess that's the end of Quick Soap. And we're, we're going to... Yeah, dude. We do. You we do have it ready, ready because it. it was two episodes ago that we ended up discovering it. And was it two episodes you ago? Did you right there? You okay? You did some like mimes. It was. It was two episodes uh, ago. And so in that nature, bum, bum, bum. it ended up being a pretty big deal. Uh, oh, one second. I have to 
to pull up a article. So anyway, now on to the something or another because Lilo, as usual, has no social grace or skills in which to act as a subtle human being. So the spot terrorist continues his inability to read verbal or social <laughs> or non-audio cues. Anyway, today's article deals with actually a very serious topic, and that is how Facebook uh, has dealt with underage gamers. And so this was uh, found in unsealed documents that ended up uh, being released recently in uh, court or in regards to a court case that was filed against Facebook in 2016. And that was a the fact of a couple of employees discussing whether they should refund charges racked up by uh, children who are the age 13 and 15 years old. And so in this one conversation, they discuss a quote-unquote whale because the term whale is referred to the small percentage of consumers who end up being a large percentage of microtransaction purchasing um, racked up $6,545 in charges. And the parent, the employee said that the user looks 13-ish. It's a 12-ish-year-old says it's 15, looks a bit younger, she's not, I wouldn't refund. And it's like, that is a pretty cruel system. Oh, Jesus uh, they, Christ. Facebook ended up settling the lawsuit because it was based on the fact that they weren't made aware of the fact that the purchases made in games could be used as recurring payments. So every time you make a purchase on Apple iOS, you get the notification if you're a parent and you have to authorize it. There was no recurring authorization process on Facebook, so they lost that lawsuit. Um, and it just sort of shows the way that these gaming companies end up using your, or the way the, the way they treat the same individuals who end up giving them money. And so it's a little surprising. I'm just saying uh, gaming is fucked up. I just want to throw that out there and how I do believe there are plenty of bad practices out there. Facebook, I don't even know why you tried to fight this. I mean, like, I do know why you tried to fight this. You're a business, but at the same time, yeah. just, it's, it, it, it's, it's frustrating. It just goes to show the same. Aggressive. Any kid that's trying to spend six grand on you, I'm sorry, unless they live in Saudi Arabia and you know their parents no. are billionaires. No, Seriously. don't take that fucking but money. You can say, make the there, same case you know? for the way streamers accept donations sometimes. That's true. Six bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. I will gladly use my Twitch Prime subscription, but that's about it. And I'm a fucking adult. As kids, you have no idea what's going on. That's like, yeah, that's kind of crazy now that I think about it. Damn, man. You just destroyed you, you, streaming for me. What Thanks can I do? Thanks a lot, so I have even on news. our business cards wrote, Chief Bubble Burster. <laughs> <laughs> Chief Bubble Burster, least subtle person check, check, ever. Check, check, check. Check, 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 and uh, moving on. Yo, all right, cue all me right. in. Now, cue me in. I want to take the stick. What, 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 we're hitting it with the same sound cue for the new one. Yeah, same sound cue. Yeah, we're just. I'm just gonna retake. All right. So now, without yeah. further ado, because we don't have a different phrase to use on this show because we have very limited vocabulary. We're not articulate. That's right. That's the new name of the title. We're not articulate. No, not that's not it. It's uh instead of Lilo's game spotlight. This shit is Lilo's Game Rant, okay? And this was an article that we were going to cover, and then I decided to take it over because, like I said, 
when we said what we were playing this week, told you I played some Black Ops, right? Well, if you didn't know, Black Ops is on a free trial right now, okay? Started the week, well, started this past week, really, on the 17th, and it was playable on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. You can play it for five days. You go through, you download the game. I did that. I did that because, you know what? I was like, you know, it's going to be the game. Screw the haters. I play Overwatch. It's on the same Battle Launcher window. That's perfectly fine by me. Like, you know, I'll go do something. Download the game. 84 fucking gigabytes. Huge. First of all, not the greatest thing. It took me about four and a half hours to download. I was not excited about that situation. Um, Moving forward from that, though, like... Once I started playing the game, you only had access to multiplayer battle royale mode, okay? So, that's okay. I had that shit, and, um, solo, solo, oh god, oh god, I don't know what's happening, sorry. Um, I just felt the vibration, and I'm in California, and I thought that there was gonna be an earthquake, but I think I'm okay. Survival. We're good to go. Anyway, where was I? Um, survival instincts. Black Ops only had one game mode. You're going Battle Royale. It's something that I knew. I get that. Except they only let you play quads. So that's cool too. I jump into games. I'm playing with people who already know what the fuck they're doing. And that's also kind of cool. That's fine. The only problem is my game gets stuttering. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is my game stuttering? I don't know what's going on. Turns out when I looked up my computer performance, my CP was maxed out at 100. And I have an you know, i7, 3770K, if you don't know computers, don't worry about it, but it's not a bad processor. Like, I, I meet the minimum specs for this game, but as I'm playing the game, my CPU was maxed out at 100%, which means as you're running through the game, any new environment change or any, like, extra additional player causes my shit to freeze. I'm like, what the fuck is with this game? I look online, and I see October... 19th or whenever this game was released in the United States, not in Europe when I said October 28th, but in the United States or October 12th. That's what it was, October 12th. So many videos and YouTube articles and like our YouTube videos, articles in general came up about how the CPUs were maxing out on a computer at 100%. And there's so many walkthroughs on how to drop them. I was like, okay, I can do this. I drop it down. I try to lower my graphics, do a whole bunch of thing in the background, like change the config files. I play the game still at 100%. Didn't do shit. I don't know what's going on with my computer, but it made the game playing experience terrible. Secondly, just when I say secondly, I don't mean secondly. There's like 17 points I made throughout there. Really, the game plays well. It is very smooth. I understand what's going on. It is a PUBG with just more things you can do. The problem I experienced is that this trial was so limited, I couldn't even practice. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know the keys. The key bindings are different. They include all these superpowers and you don't know how to play it unless you get into the game. As soon as you get into the game and drop and land in an area, if my computer freezes and then I get shot in the head, I can't do anything, right? That's frustrating. And then as you're playing, because it's a Call of Duty game, you always die very quickly. The gunshots come from anywhere and you die super quick. And you're just like, okay, well, that was fun. I didn't get to do anything. There's a... A learning curve and it was frustrating because I played PUBG I played Fortnite like I've won I've got my chicken dinner I've won been number one in Fortnite like Sol and I have done it together it's just a different type of game and it is such a terribly run trial period that I am not inclined to buy this game it did not sell me at all I am not going to get it for sure you should have at least have a practice mode you should have at least 
do multiplayer trial, but instead it's only Battle Royale. For five days straight, that's all you can play. Battle Royale with other people. Like, what the fuck? At least let me play the whole game. Like, let me play multiplayer so I know what I'm doing before I get to the Battle Royale so it's more enjoyable. Instead, I just drop straight into the fucking Battle Royale and I have no idea what's going on. You look at the controls, there's literally a list of 150 controls, key bindings, and little things you can press. Like, what the fuck is that? How is that even conducive to a trial? You just... Trial by fire? Sure. Incredibly frustrating. The game itself looks beautiful. Plays alright if you somehow fix your computer. That's fine. But just a terribly run trial. A terrible way to try to get people, get their feet wet, just by throwing them into Battle Royale. You could have done it better. COD, you, Activision, the, the reason, there's a reason why your stock's down 40%, and I'm just going to leave it at that, okay? I'm going to leave it at that. Sorry about my rant. I was on a little soapbox. I know you played it. I don't know how you feel. Does it run well in Leo the Xbox? Got the like, solo bug. Hey, red time. But yeah. no, realistically. It was, just so, it was um, so frustrating, though. It was so I, frustrating. It, I mean, I run it on console, so it, it's a very different experience. I, I don't have as much lag. I'm, sure. I'm having connection issues, but I don't know if that's my modem or if it's my PlayStation or if it's my TV. I don't know. I got you. Something's broken. We'll get to the bottom of it. And we already know the solution to that. And that is unplug it and then plug it back in because that works like 90% of the time. But in the cases that that doesn't sure. work, I don't know. Then you figure it out. Anywho, now we're going to move on. I think we're just going to make a quick run at the rumor mill because, you know, we're running on time, hopefully. So we're just going to make a quick two-minute run. And the rumor is that iPad or iPad, Apple has filed for a or new patent for an iPad Touch um, or, an, or the iPod Touch with a specific reference. iPod Touch. With a iPod specific touch. reference to yep. gaming. Uh, it's a little curious why they would make it now, but there are rumors that they are thinking about releasing a seventh-generation version of it. I... Would not be surprised if Apple jumped in to create a potential gaming device that would be partnered with who? Verizon, which wants to launch its streaming service to sort of coincide with 5G. And there's no doubt in my mind that they would offer select or specific, remember, like we had said, offering the ability to do specific connections. Like they could offer their network under right contract. Yeah, for that gaming device, it's definitely going to have Wi-Fi, but like, it's for kids. It's tailored for no, kids. No, it's not going to have Wi-Fi. Phones. It's going to be broad, broadband network connection. And okay, so that's, okay. a, that's a big deal. Broadband network, that's a big Wi-Fi, deal. Same, that's principle. a way bigger deal than just... But it's going to be for kids who can't communicate. Like, the iTouch is specifically, they don't have contacts. You can't call anybody, right? You can only FaceTime, maybe. Yeah. It's not a cell phone person. And device. so that's an interesting point. I don't know what's going to happen so there. we'll see. But it is... I think it'd be marketed for kids. Yeah, it could be marketed for kids. And that's a rumor. Or a little device. That's a you guess. You heard it here first, though. But heard it here first. We're usually within the realm of reason when we try to get to our guessing game. But that's only me. Lilo is an extremely unreasonable person. But that's neither, that's neither <laughs> here nor there. And what yep, can yep, you do yep, about yep. it? Sometimes you do your best to deal with it. They people. know it. Our fans know it. They do. They do. They hear it Fucking in our voices crazy. who's reasonable and who's not Lilo. Anywho, <laughs> because my system seems to be facing some issues due to the freezing fucking cold the northeast suddenly faced out of nowhere um my sound cue stopped working so if you did not hear any when we kept claiming that we were having some that might be because my shit's broken and shout out to global warming for giving us a day that went from 50 degrees to 9 degrees to 10 degrees back to 40 degrees so that was fun that was quick 
You're welcome. Anywho, now on to a little bit of... And, uh, Sorry, I did it a little early. I got, I got excited. Yeah, well, it, it works. It works. Key. I was like, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, this is great. We'll do it. We'll do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did it. We did it. Yeah, we are doing. Actually, I'll, I'll, we will jump into it. We were very excited by it. And uh, yes. explain how we're going to go I about the, it. I was going to say, I was the owner of the sound cue, so I guess I should uh, lead the foray into the final lap. You should know by now, the final lap is where we just talk at length about whatever the fuck we want to. And this particular week, it is about our top three gaming mechanics that we love. I mean... That came out in the past five years. In the past five years, but... Well, really? Fuck. Where did you put that addendum? That's bullshit. On the text message. Okay, on the text message? Fuck that. We're going to have to hit hit Twitter with the screenshot. Right? Gaming mechanics. Anyway, I got three... Solo's got three. We're going to go one at a time down the list from our third to our first about what we most enjoy. Uh, and I'm going to let Solo start. No, he flip really the coin. Flip the coin. Oh, 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 you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. I got a coin. Heads or tails? Heads or tails? One, two, three. Tails. Heads, bro. Heads, bro. I don't believe it. I didn't, show, Sorry, I didn't see it. So I you go first. to go first. All right. Um, my gaming mechanic that I loved... From the past, let's just pretend it was five years. It was five it's years. Not. I mean, okay. If Happy boy years, again. Whatever. For the receipts. For me, it is climbing on objects. Bosses, anywhere on the map. See, I thought of like my life and thinking about Assassin's Creed. When I played the first Assassin's Creed and you were able to hold down X and climb on motherfucking walls and climb all over buildings and do whatever you want and it felt seamless... Like you were Spider-Man in the Spider-Man game. Like that was epic to me. And that changed the game. And like you see it everywhere. Obviously in every Assassin's Creed now. That's a staple mechanic in their game. But in other games like the current Spider-Man that I'm playing. Or in Zelda where you could climb all over the map. Climb up walls. There was slickness on the walls. So you had to have stamina and shit like that. Like some of my favorite games of recent memory all incorporate this type of mechanic. I thought it was epic. Well, we saw a very different version of this question because I went very specific as to game mechanics um, of the past five years. Uh, I guess one for then starting off, I'm going to go I'm, with... There are specific ones. I got honorable mentions. GTA. Trust me. We can get into GTA like, yeah. 5 would be number three and that's because it's open world is something that's actually virtually endless and it is very much... Oh, so you picked games, not mechanics? I know. The mechanic of the game is the world. It's open world, so it's a game and what the mechanic is. So the to me, what the okay, so it's a little different than what I expect yeah. is open world, but okay, yeah. I can I, I feel it, I feel and it. So I can. Right so then, time, by the way. you know that, or let's say I'll use a different one as an example. Um, you know, PUBG Red Dead Redemption. PUBG would be you know would be it would say that as an example because they created that battle royale system. So the first time I played PUBG, I was like, whoa. This mechanic is wild. The fact that they had the closing in circle, you know, the rations, you start with nothing, you drop in from the top, everyone, it's sort of that free-for-all, met, that, that feeling had never been created in a game in that, in that way. Right, right. And so like, that, was that mechanic, first time experience exactly, that shit. So that mechanic of the closing you're like, oh, shit. So I could say Fortnite, but like, you know, not for. So let's say, you know, so I'm going to go with GTA. PUBG should be, you know, really up there because it created this craze, but that craze was like a year and a half long. And so... I'm not going to give it crazy credit. It'll, in context, we'll see if Battle Royale was not as big as everyone thought it was going to be. 
I hear you. Okay, 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 okay. Like Battle Royale, so, yeah. definitely. GTA is open with, world. No. So the way that it created a map that could literally be endless so that it could end up becoming the most valuable piece of entertainment in history simply because its replayability is actually infinite. It's not – the map's not endless. Like there are borders on the map. Yeah, but it's endless. It's just huge and there's so many things that happen. Yeah, and, like, but so that's endless. so many things that happen inside the it, game. It, 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 it's Wait, endless in a sense. No, I mean, okay. The way that like – If we loosely define Fortnite endless, has to keep sure. changing its maps. Every other game – GTA just has its world. It was like that's a map, and it's such a it's big fucking, fucking map. Huge. That's what the it's, map is. But it's exactly. It's not even like there's still a select core game. It's still one of the in the top ten selling games every month, and it's five years out. You know, so that that it speaks yeah. to its endlessness of replayability. That's a mechanic. But, but that's a mechanic they tried the to map, recreate. Or is that the mechanic? That's a re- that's something they tried to recreate in Red Dead, and they didn't realize that the horse mechanic would be very limiting. Because but then, like, you can talk about MMORPGs. Like, wow. Like, that's an endless map to me. That's fucking yeah. huge, too. But it's not five maps, years. You have all those things. And it's not a console. I mean... So it worked. Yeah. On to the next Dude, one. Dude, you're Your so ridiculous. That's not even a rule. We didn't even make that rule. This is just... You're talking about games and what you like in them. I'm talking more specifically yeah, so am about I. I just mechanics. gave you a specific one. And I'll get more specific in my next two. So go. All right. My number two, path tracking. Oh, like I think this is... So overrated, overrated path tracking and quest markers in games. They, they kind of go hand in hand because they take you to your destination. You know how many times like you have to explore a fucking game and it's fucking massive, but then you just don't want to ride your fucking horse. Case in point, Red Dead Redemption. I don't want to ride my horse across the fucking map to get to this one quest. So what do you do? You hold select, you take it to cinematic mode and your horse just takes you there by itself. It's fucking awesome. And you're like, thank you, God. Quest markers being in the same boat, you look at the map and there's a compass at the top and you can see a fucking arrow exactly where you're supposed to go or the path is highlighted. That's awesome. I mean, I think of WoW when I think of that shit because they tell you where to go for your quest. They tell you what to follow if you press M on the map. There's also third-party extensions you could download for the game. That changed gaming for me because... As much as I love exploring all the nuances and nook and crannies of a game, I also want to experience the story, and that means I need to finish quests. And sometimes you just need to grind and get your shit done. You can't do that without knowing where the fucking to go. So I think that's underrated. I know you didn't think of that. Actually, I don't know if you didn't think of that, but that's that's what I feel. So that's what I got. And so after criticizing you? my lack of specificity, he gives an extremely unspecific example. Get worked. Get worked. And onto You're my now very specific. specific example. Grand Theft the Auto, God I like the whole game. War That's not specific. Camera. <laughs> okay. It worked. Which That's in any in, in, it very specifically changed the way that you are immersed in a game. And so in a lot of games, you go from a gameplay montage and then you get a black screen and then it cuts to a very different either graphics or uh, just seen the, the the whole thing changes very quickly and so when that happens it sort of takes you out of immersion and so it's that sort of disbelief uh, that you have that allows you to be moved by story same thing you have in a movie theater that's why you don't like someone talking that's why you don't like a move a phone going off or light from a phone when someone's texting because you want to just be there in the story and so god of war was able to do that because their camera never breaks from its position so when you go from the gameplay into the cutscene, your the camera angle doesn't change. Nothing changes. It literally flows into it, and it takes the angle you're at, and then it pans into the larger story, 
and then the cutscene happens, and then it cuts out by throwing you right back into the gameplay. That shit is wild. That shit is crazy. I honestly would have that number one if what number one was was as wasn't that good, wasn't as good as it was. Um, I would love to have Corey Barlog on the show one day. I still think God of War is the best game of the year by far, even with Red Dead Two and Spider Man out. Uh, and so it was pretty cool. It, it's just a and I mean not to mention the way that the axe throws in the game as well because it very few games when you have like throwable objects i was gonna i was waiting for that yeah honorable mention for sure the that's that's the honorable mention which it it gives a weight to it when it's thrown that's very hard to explain but when you play it you're like oh shit this is a heavy object i'm throwing i don't know how you know obviously i do because i listened to an interview on it which you know academy of art and sciences game makers notebook Corey barlog interview check it out great fucking podcast um but Anyway, that's all I got for that one. That's pretty solid. I'll give you that. That's, that's it. I mean, the camera is a great aspect. Over the shoulder. Nice. I like it locked. And other games have definitely tried to do that. God of War, just with the technology of the time, they did it better. That's why it's the game of the year. Yeah. My number one. What was your number 100% two? 100% due oh, wait, to recency bias. Yeah, go. <laughs> You're an idiot. I got my number one. 100% due wrong. to recency bias. Um the best mechanic that I felt in a game that makes me excited to play a game right now has to be the fucking web slinging in Spider-Man right now. Dead serious. I remember playing Spider-Man 2. I was a Spider-Man game. Like this Spider-Man web slinging for PS4, they did that shit right. That shit's got momentum. They got insane integrity to Spider-Man 2 in the roots. They streamlined all the, all the graphics. They have the right physics in there. If you let go of the web at the bottom, you go extremely fast in the horizontal X direction. If you let the web go at the peak or the top of the arc, you go super, super high. They made the game fun to play. It's easy to maneuver. Like they literally made it so that you could slip past buildings because they knew that you didn't mean to hit the building. So they'll try to make it so that somehow the web gets you around the building and that's what your intention was like they gave you safety measures on either side of wherever you're trying to go because they understand that most of the time you're probably trying to sling across the map every thought and detail they put into this web slinging i think came through and i genuinely get excited when i the first thing i do when i turn on the game spider-man's in his crouch position ready to fucking jump he's ready to jump off the top of a building and you go and just you can hear the sound if you're wearing headphones or something like that. You can hear the wind rushing, and then you could feel the tension of the rent, like ugh, just tension of the web. You got a little vibration in the controller. I think they did it well. They did it right. It's almost like it is more satisfying than the fucking hammer throw, not the, the axe throw. Jesus Christ, God of War, but. It's very close. They're very close. It's the same feeling I get, except Spider-Man is just more adventurous, and I'm looking forward to doing that than I am throwing an axe. Like it's how you get around. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I oh, no. I very much agree with how that works. So I, I will say one thing. One, do you see what I meant in my sh- on show review of how the show very much, how the game very much feels created around the web slinging? Okay. Yeah. And two, how. The first thing I felt after start, I started playing it and understood that was I can't wait for the second one instead of how excited I was about this one because I understood if they built the game around this mechanism, that's what all the focus was in. That is a perfect mechanism. Now I want them to spend all their time doing the rest of it. So I'm like, now I get the perfect game because it's a really fun game, but it's more or less 
I don't want to say forgettable, but Spideyverse is a real story. Or maybe the conflicting stories ended up hurting it. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. It does. And that fight feeling that you hear when you're going down off a really tall building does. Like you can hear it. It a, sounds like you're skydiving. It's fucking sick. It, 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 the, the axe throw because it sort of is able to express something. Speed. Uh, yeah. Speed like it, and it, it express case, a weight. physical sensation that Physical sensation through feeling is how they do it. Yes. And sound, which is awesome. We should get into that one day on the show. Anyway, now my number one, uh, which I, I, I sort of want to make God of War number one, but uh, is Pokemon Go. Surprise. Because the way they integrated AR maps and Pokemon specifically was masterful, groundbreaking. If you were not, if you were, are not of, my and Lilo's age group where Pokemon played a very significant part at a very particular time in your childhood. It's very difficult to explain what the first couple of months of Pokemon Go was like. Uh, it was huge. Like, fucking everyone played it. Huge. And, like, everyone yeah. played it. And so, yeah, it's come back, but the pure rush of how many people were playing that game when it first came out was wild and i think that was you know i was even thinking about to where they are now the way that they set up the game around daily activities and quests and swiping through it keeps you in the game if you want to advance in the game you can't like close the game you have to interact with it on a daily basis to be able to progress in the way you want and it is not like jam city harry potter exploitative it does have the option to get money but also gives you the option to make that money and so it's not the worst game in the world and that ar tie-in was just money was just pure money and that is was revolutionary when it comes to mobile gaming i don't think any other game has really done that in that way in sort of integrating that a new technology there's no vr mobile games that sort of killed it like that even now there's no ar games that sort of take or made it that sort of leap it's a seamless integration i would argue that touchscreens did that but that's because it was past five years well i, I mean touchscreens made totally it possible understand. for ar right. games what, what i mean possible. is just like touchscreens first came out like early 2000s right we played it ain't fucking... steve though what <sighs> just saying just saying i get the ar the AR, that's a that's a good call. I mean, they changed the mobile gaming scene. And if we're being completely honest here, you know what's bigger than that shit? <sighs> it's going to be motherfucking Harry Potter. Yeah. That's AR. just a very much respect move because it was a very... I mean, it's an advanced technology. They, they're on way ahead of time. And so that means when they yeah. come out with the Harry Potter game, you know that shit's going to be bomb. It's going to be so fucking good. Yeah. They learned you know, all so many the kids are going to look like idiots. You're going to be looking like idiots trying to wave their phone doing yeah. a fucking move. Same way they look like idiots trying to play Pokemon. Now every time you play Pokemon, it has Just to swipe, tell swipe, you swipe, 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 not swipe, to swipe. trespass. Yeah. Oh, God. So like, don't break into awesome. people's homes to catch that ghastly. I'll be like, shut up. I saw that Gengar. <laughs> he was in the grave. Yo, give me give me some rundown. Give me a rundown of your quick honorable mentions. I want to hear what you got. Fortnite, but not for the building, for the microtransactions. That's not. I, I'm going to count that as a game mechanic. So shout out to them, genius. Um, I mean, it is a Bioshock mechanic, Infinite yeah, okay. AI, which I thought was 
sort of a forerunner for the same way Atreus played in, which was sort of seamless. It was just smart AI. I, or maybe I just like Bioshock and I was looking for a reason to add it in because it's been too long. Um, and then I would add in Halo uh, 1 because it revolutionized, uh, I think, shooters because of the way the shield battling worked and the way that you were able to land consoles. And so it was the first sort of truly console-based multiplayer game in that sense for people I, other than PC I games. Like Don't get me wrong. PC games did exist, Counter-Strike, etc., but consoles. And even those games, I feel like the the shield, and I always say this, I, I feel like the, the addition of the shield was so major because it created a, a place where if you play something like Call of Duty, if you're in the wrong position, you get shot, you're all, you're automatically dead. It doesn't matter. So you'll just die like four times in a row by just being in the wrong spot at the wrong time, even if you're better than the other person. But in Halo, even if you get caught in the wrong position, say you get shot once or twice, you still have the ability to battle with that person. And if you're better, you have the ability to beat them, even if you get hit first. I don't feel like that's the case in a lot of games. And I think that's very much due to the fact that it had a rechargeable shield. And I think that created games that would allow capture the flags to be as competitive and fun as they were. Because it wasn't, oh, you got shot twice like you do in Call of Duty and you're dead, which is why kill confirmed is more fun there i don't think kill confirmed would have as much of an impact on halo per se you know what i mean in terms of a game play yeah, I got you. style Makes so sense. I, I thought yeah i thought that was very revolutionary and um yeah i, I got that that pretty much rounded out my list uh for the most part i thought going back out i you know you could say gta 3 created the open world and i think gta 5 perfected it in terms of what could be done within the constraints of a map to still have endless repeatability. I thought Fortnite had it, but Fortnite had to start making a lot of changes to their maps to keep people interested. And so when that became the case, that's a lot different than, you know, this is our map. And then for five years, you're still playing that shit. Right. I mean, GTA definitely added some shit. I get it. You went very specific with games, and I went with game mechanics. Well, it's the mechanics those games introduced. I, I get it, but I'm saying, like, I just am talking about game mechanics, period, where, like, portals from portals, I think, were revolutionary. The, the physics engine in that game and the replayability and the fun creativity that the game introduced, I think, is insane. Instant travel in any RPG, anywhere, ever, saves time. Thank you, God, for the person who's like, fuck it, I don't want to wait for this. We're just going there immediately. Uh, the destructible environments that I specifically played in Bad Company 2, I think that is one of the first games I've ever seen introducing that kind of shit and made the game so much more fun because the environment was interactable. Word. Yeah. You said Halo. I'm going to say Halo for a different reason. The Forge. You can make maps. You can make maps that people and kids would dominate on. And that was so fucking sweet. So fucking sweet. Oh, man. Aiming down sights is important. If you ever saw the first shooters, man, like Doom and Quake and shit like that, like it wasn't aiming down sights. It was like you saw your person. It was just aiming down sights changes a game because you can hip fire, but then you can also get more accurate. It's nice. Doing cover, cover and first person shooters are nice. You don't have to worry about getting shot all the time, standing in the right position. Your body automatically goes there. That's a smart mechanic. Morality systems in any RPG is hilarious because it introduces choice and people get to learn 
about their own self and what they will and will not do, even in a fictional environment. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Carrying overweight, specifically fallout. If you take too much shit, you're just too heavy and you get slowed down. I, don't, I haven't seen a game that takes that mechanic seriously. And it's funny to have that in a game that I like because it adds a level of realism, but also it also adds a level of fun. It's like you could be at 299 out of 300 in Fallout and then you add one feather and then you're now you're overweight and you can't walk anymore. Like that, that kind of shit's hilarious and it's a fun mechanic to play with. And then you talked about the shield. I think it's the same thing with mine. Health regen. Whoever was the first person to introduce health regen into a shooter or any other game is great because it takes you – it eliminates the disimmersion from the game. It, it makes sure that – you can still stay involved in the game. You don't die instantly. You're allowed to come back and continue playing the game. Health regen is important. So, with that being said, we uh, ran way fucking yeah, long. Lilo has difficulty in some of his rambles. Just kidding. Um, I want to. I want to take probably credit for a lot of the the run over. Yeah, says this guy. This motherfucker he can't practice what he preaches. It's just pointing the finger. We're excited about uh, bringing you a good episode this week. And as a result, it ran long. Thank you very much for staying with us for this long. And if you have, shout out, let us know. Hit us up on the Twitter, on the subreddit. Be sure to check out our post that we will be following up this episode with. Um, And of course, if you're in the New York area, in the tri-state area, be sure to uh, follow us and check out the event. If you have time, Huntington. Repeal 18, yeah. Sunday. Check it out. January Come through. 27th at 5 p.m. You gotta be 21 or older. So, sorry, kids, don't bring your fakes, okay? You'll have a bouncer named yeah. Solo checking you at and the door, and in. he'll say, fuck you. Nah. Okay? Come through. And yeah. probably walk you in. All right, with that being said, thank you for listening again. We'll talk to you Peace. next week. Adios.